Hey, Chrissy here. I'm a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with everyone that's interested. I want to share my love of landscape design with everyone. If there's knowledge or experience or perspective that I can share that would be beneficial to build your skills or your business, let's do it. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Let's create something great together. Today, we're going to talk about what often is kind of a touchy subject, but in a little different light. It can be challenging to navigate, and I don't want to offend anyone, and I recognize that my experiences do not reflect everyone's. We each have a different perspective and experience. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because I had a recent experience on a job site that brought sexism in the construction field right to my face. I am very fortunate and am rarely confronted with this awareness or realization because of the fantastic contractors and crews that I work with. They look at me as a valuable part of the team. And although chivalry is not dead and they run to take heavy plants out of my hands so I don't have to struggle, they do not look at me or ever treat me in a way differently because I'm a woman. My entire life, I have been one of few females in most groups. In college, there were two of us out of 14. In many of my early jobs, I was one or few women. Most of the construction industry and even the design industry, with the exception of interior design, is dominated by men. I don't know the statistics, and for this conversation, I don't think that the statistics are really that important. Again, this is my story and my experience, and I share it in hopes that it might be of help or add a different perspective. I've never been bothered by being one or few, or the only woman, and have been very fortunate to gain a lot of valuable exposure to the industry in an open, welcoming, and non-judgmental environment. I have had many mentors along my career, but two very distinct ones stand out to me. To introduce you to them, I will start a little further back. There's rarely a direct path to most careers. Many of my colleagues found their way into the landscape design industry after transitioning out of other careers. On the contrary, my path has been about as direct as you can get. I was fortunate enough, though, to be able to take technical drafting and AutoCAD classes when I was in high school. My drafting teacher in high school set into motion a love of drafting and design and a confidence in my skills and abilities that propelled my passion. Before that, I was always aspired to be an architect and got a lot of encouragement and inspiration from my grandpa, who was an engineer. My first year at WSU was in the architecture program, and I interned for an architect on breaks and summers. After taking classes, which introduced me to the landscape architecture field, the switch just made sense. My love of drafting and design could be combined with my love of the outdoors. I still love architecture and incorporate much of my knowledge, experience, and passion into my designs. That architect that I interned with early on in my college was Alan. He set a precedence for me that left a lasting impression. 
His leadership and mentorship and love for all things creative was inspiring and set the bar very high. His mentorship was his mentorship structure was as a collaborative journey, working side by side and being invited into his creative process. I learned an immense amount from him on design, process, but mostly on leadership. To this day, he is one of the greatest bosses that I have ever had. His patience, gratitude, and willingness to guide was fantastic. His creativity could not be contained just to architecture, but flowed into poetry and paintings as well. This experience was unique to the industry as a whole. Each of his employees were women. He did not exclusively hire women, but I think the environment and mentality of his leadership and creative style made us all feel more at home and free to learn and express our ideas comfortably. Each of us performed a task that was vital to the work and our voices were always heard. There was very little hierarchy in the way work flowed through the office. I did not realize until years later how lucky I was to have such an experience. As a young and impressionable student, this set an expectation high for how I would be treated in the industry. Afterward, I found myself in a job which, to be brief, did not live up to that expectation. I stayed for a while in hopes that I could prove myself and change the tone, but ended up leaving, which led me to my next mentor. Clayton is a landscape architect, and he set the foundation for my process and knowledge of the landscape industry. He also solidified the precedent for me to maintain high expectations for the way I'm treated as a woman in a male-dominated industry. There are many stories of women in the industry and other industries being mistreated, not taken seriously, or looked over. It was Clayton's guidance and example which made me a bit blind to this facet in the industry. As a young professional, he fostered confidence in my skills and ideas, and I never felt like I had to prove anything but my willingness to learn and to improve. More so than that, he instilled in me a love and respect for process and organization that fuels my business and my efficiency. His mentorship style was very different than Alan's. His style maintained more of a structure and a hierarchy but allowed me to be a sponge and push my boundaries. He encouraged me to always analyze and ask questions. We would spend hours in the truck traveling to jobs, and I would flood him with questions. He likely got very annoyed, but never showed it, and always answered every question I had and was willing to delve in deep on his ideas and knowledge. The company we worked for was a design-build firm, and the experiences that he fostered for me allowed me to be an integral part of the design and the installation process and to work closely with the crews, furthering my confidence building in my role. Process and organization skills I gained from him are still in everything that I do. There were other contractors and collaborators on projects that occasionally questioned my role, sometimes due to my age, but other times because I was a woman. Really, at that point, I was a girl but I still think of myself as a girl most of the time. His way of coming to bat for me was so subtle that I rarely realized it in the moment. His sneaky ninja mind altering way of expressing his confidence in my ability and role made the interaction never feel awkward. I never felt that I had to prove myself, but just simply show up as who I was. 
As I look back, those experiences that went by barely noticed in the moment impacted the way that I carry myself today. Case in point, the other day on my job site, the concrete contractor was storming around the job site, grumbling about a change that I had asked him to make. And he said some very unsavory things about me, my intelligence, and landscape designers and architects as a whole. This is the experience that led me to think this was a good topic to cover. I happened to be setting plants at the time, and he did not bat an eye and likely thought I was just a landscape laborer. I just kept working away, giggling to myself at the ridiculous rant spewing out of him. Comical, really. Rather than let it get under my skin, I made note of a few things he said and laughed about it, and after he seemed to be over it, I went up, introduced myself, and asked if I could answer any questions. Rather than address the task at hand, he was more interested to know why I was schluffing plants rather than having the crew do it. I provided a brief explanation and told him that I didn't mind getting my hands dirty and that being on site keeps me informed of how my designs translate in real life. I chose those words carefully as I remembered that he had said earlier that landscape architects do nothing but sit in their comfy chairs behind their computers making demands and don't know what it's like on a real job site or to get their hands dirty. Needless to say, the con- the conversation came to a close and we both went back to what we were doing without incidents. I could have been confrontational. I could have stormed up to him telling him how wrong he was and defended my honor. I didn't have to do that. And honestly, I don't like confrontation. And I don't think it would have been productive. I believe that him coming to that realization on his own is much more powerful than me telling or forcing him to. Maybe the interaction changed his mind. Maybe it didn't. Either way, it's not about me. I have the power and ability to continue on with confidence in myself and do not need his approval. Going into any situation worried or expecting to be treated a certain way will naturally manifest itself. I chose to go into every situation carrying the confidence in my skills and abilities and the people that value that become valuable parts of my overall team. Those that don't, it's okay. Not everyone is a good fit. Just like the conversation last week about ideal clients. Entering a situation defensive and insecure will breed uncomfortable interactions and can open the door to sexism and other isms. How you carry yourself sets the tone for how you expect to be treated. You have to first respect yourself and have confidence in yourself for anyone else to do the same. Everyone's story is unique, and my story may be nothing like your own. Collaboration and mentorship are valuable tools. We all have at our fingertips to use to build our skills and confidence to navigate our careers. Mentorship is just as important to our industry as apprenticeship is to the construction trades. With the reduction of young students entering into education programs and the increase of older students feeling forced to become entrepreneurs straight out of college, the mentorship role is changing, and it's looking a lot less like my own experience. But it's not gone. There doesn't need to be a stipulation for age or background for who can be a mentor or a mentee. The relationship can cross company lines, roles, and professions. The role of a mentor guiding 
someone new in the industry or new in their career is really important and very valuable. I have gained immense amount of knowledge from mentor-like experiences, even in brief instances from contractors, colleagues, and other business owners. The experience has value for both the mentor and the mentee. The longer standing the relationship, the more value it adds. Everyone has a different knowledge base and experience and skill set. When we work together and collaborate, we raise the industry as a whole higher. Regardless of your skill level, there are opportunities for you to seek mentorship and also instances where you can serve as a mentor and help someone build their knowledge and their love of the industry. These roles can be found in everyday interaction or with employees and ever growing abundantly among peers in industry organizations. Your positive influence and support help guide and influence the interactions around you. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.